Hello, everyone, and welcome to The JW Show. My name is Joshua Washington, Director of Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And today I have a very special guest with me. She's an advocate. She's uh, just a brilliant person in general. Uh, we, we're going to get into some stuff. She's taking on a new venture that we're going to talk about today. All the way from Israel, I have Ms. Ashagar Arabo. Ashagar, thanks for being here with us. Hello. To start off, uh, let us know, Ashagar, what, what is it that you do? Uh, so I founded, I co-founded with my aunt Beta. Beta, it's in my house in Amharic. And the idea of Under This Place is to create the Heritage Center for Ethiopian Jews. And to reclaim our story and tell our story in our own way, where we emphasize uh, our heroes, the people that work so hard in order to build the Ethiopian Jewish community, and tell the story, the ancient story of Ethiopian Jews, because separately from any other a Jewish community worldwide, the Ethiopian Jewish community is very, very unique. And the uniqueness comes from the fact that they didn't know about the Jewish world. They didn't know there was like a larger Jewish world existed out there. And, and we want to tell the story and give respect to the people who brought us here, who uh, were able to educate people, because we truly believe that by education and uh, getting people closer to each other, we're able to create a change. Wow. And you said that the Ethiopian Jewish community, it's important because they didn't know much. They didn't know that there's a wider Jewish world. Uh, what do you mean by that? How do they not know? Um, there's a couple of stories about how it becomes that there is Jewish people in Ethiopia. But one of the main like stories will be about after the collapse of the first uh, temple, uh, the, uh, the community, uh, the tribe of Dan have wandered to um Egypt and from Egypt they wandered to Kush, what we know today as the modern Ethiopia, and they separate from the Jewish tribe very early on. So a lot of the uh, things that we know about Judaism, the big Judaism revolution, didn't happen in Ethiopia because they were living their life thinking they are the last descendants of Judaism. And that is a very important understanding because that is why when you talk about with Ethiopian Jews, they are more traditional in their way of thinking. Uh, they are very religious. Most of them will be religious or have some kind of affiliation towards religious because it's something that we were grown up to from like very early age. And the idea of Israel, not even Israel, Jerusalem, the Bible was very important and very strong wow. in our community. Wow. That's that's awesome and and so first of all congratulations on on launching this I know that this is a kind of a recent thing that just got off the ground um why are you passionate about this why is this so important um in the in the broader conversation in Israel uh, so I'm saying it's not only in Israel when we talked about like why we want to build it. The first thing was to put our story out there. There's a lot of people who don't know about the existence of Ethiopian Jews. They don't understand the, uh, the diversity of the tribe of the Judaism. It's not like it's, Jews don't look one certain way. Jews look different colors, different shapes. Like, there is so many diversity in our community that people don't realize and understand. And the second thing that we want to create is inside the conversation in Israel that people knows knows our story, the struggle that Jews have gone through, Ethiopian Jews specifically, in order to re- keep their Jewish identity and how important it was for them uh, 
being Jewish, coming to Israel, coming to Jerusalem. Their story is so unique and powerful, and I believe it's ought to be told. Because um, once you know person, once you know their history, it's easier to relate, easier to understand where they come from. Right, right. That's powerful. That's powerful. And what is it that pushed you to to get this going? Like, what was your what, why are you so passionate about this, Shage? Uh, it's a very good question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think I a lot of times the story of my people, the, the, the Ethiopian Jew, uh, people, the Jewish people, is not being told correctly or being used in a way that fits to one ideology or another. And I right. wanted to build a place that will focus on education, will focus on getting people uh, to know each other, just like one-on-one connection, have complex uh, um, conversation, and not anything because a lot, a lot of today, everything is about soundbite and how things is heard and what has been presented. And I wanted to be build a place that the conversation will be more complex and more thoughtful, and in some sense. So I know that you also travel a lot and you, and you speak and you do a lot of advocacy for Israel and sometimes on, on very hostile uh, college campuses. Is, is there a connection between what you do in speaking and traveling and what you're doing now with the, with the Heritage Center? Yeah, because I think both of them is education of folks. So uh, focused, mm. focused on... Uh, because when you talk about Israel advocacy or not even advocacy, just to tell the story, the real story of Israel. Because a lot of mm. time people tell the story of Israel in their perspective without even being here. I never like put a, put a step here in Israel and and they continue to present like mis- a story that's not correct. And my aim is to talk to people and to tell them about the real Israel, the real facts mm. on the ground. And right. when I talk about that, um, it's related directly to what I'm doing right now with the center. Uh, that mm. The work of the center is about talking to people and telling the, the, the real story of Ethiopian Jews. Um, mm. I just, I see the connection because for me, when people talk about Zionism as racism or Zionism this like, is this or that, that is that upset me personally because I understand mm. the story of Zionism. I understand what is the story of people that have been down and been mistreated and burned alive. And wow. despite that, they build a state. They call for self-determination. That is a story that everyone's supposed to be inspired from. Not to mm. talk to, the, to this term as something that is less of or something that has any negative thoughts. Right, right. Wow. Shagir, and can you tell me some of your your personal story? Um, what, you know, you're, you're obviously, you're an Israeli, uh, Ethiopian, and, and how, um, how you as a, as an Ethiopian Israeli see Israel and, and how, you know, cause we hear a lot of things about, you know, uh, unfortunately, um, uh, the, the anti-Zionists will, they'll cite Ethiopian Jews as a source, um, for them to say that, you know, Israel is racist, but oftentimes it doesn't seem like they actually talk to any Ethiopian Jews. Um, and so I really want to hear from, from you about 
what your experience is in Israel as as a black, you know, as a black Israeli, essentially. Yeah, so um, I hear a lot of those things, and I think um, Ethiopian Israelis in general, and we in general, we need to be careful about mm. who we talk to and how our story is being used. Mm. Is there issues in Israel? 100%. There is issues of racism. There is issues of over-policing. There is issues of police violence. Those issues are still exist. And mm. and those issues, unfortunately, exist in a lot of modern countries. And Israel mm. is not different. Putting the spotlight only in Israel and calling it a racist country just because of those issues and not talking to your own country at the same term is hypocrisy. And I, I don't like when people use our struggle and our pain and our problems inside the country in order to, not because they care about me, not because they care about my community or my people, just mm. because they want to dish my country. Because mm. those people mm. speaking now, they won't speak about uh, terrorism in Israel. Because if they care about Israel or Ethiopian lives, they will talk about terrorism. They will talk about the issues that Israel face. But they only use those issues in order to talk about Israel in certain ways, not because they care about our communities. I mm. acknowledge the fact there is a lot of work to be done in Israel, in the government. There's a lot of work to be done. But I hate when people use those issues to promote their own ideology mm. of anti-Israel. Mm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Wow. And uh, that, that's wow. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I know that can be angering and, and infuriating. Um, how do you, when you're faced with these kind of people who, who, like I said, maybe have never really talked to an Ethiopian Jew before, um, and you're standing in front of them and you tell them, actually, no, I'm from Israel and I love Israel, and it's not what you're saying it is. What what kind of um, how do you what do you say to them when? when you're faced with them and how do they respond to you usually? Uh, I think just me being in a lot of those places set the president in the way that, ah, we didn't realize that not all Jews are white and like Mm. only that for them. Like people won't acknowledge that I'm Jewish. You won't acknowledge that I'm Israeli. And then Mm. there's like this second of like, Oh, you're just like, you don't know what you're talking about, whatever. You, uh, you only talk about it because someone is paying you. And I'm like, okay, you understand mm-hmm. that what you're saying. If I was a white man talking about like pro-Israel advocacy or Israel and as a country, you would never doubt my right. reasoning. You will never talk about, oh, he, he's talking beca- like that because someone is paying him. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because I'm a black Ethiopian Israeli, you assume I don't know what I'm talking about. You assume mm. someone put words in my mind that I'm not intelligent enough to create my own opinions, to craft mm. my own knowledge. And this is right. racism. Just by the way you think, right. you do, right. dim, diminish me and my abilities. Mm. And, and I present that and I'm putting the mirror, I, I put the mirror and I say, why would you talk to me like that? Why would you mm. say that? Why my opinion is not valid? Right, you wouldn't right. create that in anyone else. And, and they don't have answers because they see their own hypocrisy. Right, right. Wow, wow. No, absolutely. I mean, we, we appreciate the work that you do, too. Um, it's very powerful. And, and we want you to keep doing it. Um, we are going to take a short break. Um, we'll be right back in just a moment. You all don't go anywhere. 
I think I landed on reality young Got a sip of happiness Then I was drowning my tongue But the aftertaste is sour When you're down on your luck I've been in and out The roundabout of powerful love Tried the nine to five A thousand times It always ends the same I can't work that night I got a show But when am I getting paid? If she sells seashells Then when will my CD sell? So I can get a plot of land Or dollar in the dream field Money isn't everything But it can fix a lot of things How was someone supposed to start a family? Off a pocket change. I gotta say, if you get a profit, don't let your content change. Cause when you let it jump around, then you're in for a house of pain. Don't think that if you got M's, living's better. The difference in momentary and monetary is a single letter. Richie Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the JW Show. Once again, I'm Joshua Washington, and I have Ashagir Araro here with me. Um, thank you so much for being here again, Ashagir. Really appreciate it. Um, Ashaga, can you please? Um, we're, we're curious, and I want to know how you or how your family wound up coming to Israel. Uh, we know about the story in in large, like generally how the Ethiopian Jews came to Israel. But how, what about your family specifically? So my family came in Operation Solomon in '91. Mm. Uh, something is very interesting, and the name Ashager, Ashager, it's Amharic. Amharic is the official language of the Ethiopian people, mm. and the uh, translation of my name is going forward from something bad mm. to something good. And the reasoning my name, the reason my name is Ashager, because I was born in my family journey to Israel. I was born, and um, my family was living in Gonda, which was a small, now it's, all, it's a city, but back then it was a small village that mm. mainly were Ethiopian Jews, and they walked from Gonda to Addis Ababa. They had, like, uh, a journey there, and I was mm. born in the journey. And oh, my wow. family, so my birth is a sign from God saying, like, they should continue their journey. This is their good sign. Wow. And uh, they view Ethiopia as the something bad that happened to them and Israel as the something good. So, so Ashagik is going forward. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That's really powerful. Yeah. <laughs> my goodness. And how do you, so do you feel, so the work that you do, do you feel like this, um, also this mandate or like responsibility to do what you're doing now because of that? I feel like because I was, I was born in Ethiopia, but I came out when I was very young. Yeah. So I don't remember a lot of Ethiopia, mm. but I grew up in a very Ethiopian household, mm. meaning I spoke Amari, I ate Ethiopian food, listened to Ethiopian music, everything mm. surrounding me yeah. was Ethiopian. So I felt Ethiopia mm. and I felt as well. And I, Growing up, I understood what my family and my history people have gone through in order to be, for me to be where I am. Mm. And I understood that I couldn't take it for like granted. I need to do something big. I need to. I, I always in everything that I would do in my life, I always think about how do I honor my family, how I honor mm. my heritage, my grandparents, and because my life could be totally different. Right, it right. could be a totally different. I live in a very different life, and because I have this gratitude to my community, to my country, uh, so doing what I do in terms of advocacy or tell the story, I don't even talk about advocacy. It's more about telling your personal story mm, mm. and um, and let people understand what they want to understand from there. Uh, but I feel like it's need to be done. Mm. And and when I tell the story of Ethiopian Jews, I'm very proud because I know these people have sacrificed their life in order 
for me to have the life that I'm living right now. So the least that I can do is honor them by telling their story, mm. building a space that's dedicated for them. Right, right. Wow. That is very powerful. That's very powerful, Shagir. Um, can you, just while in that same vein, because I, I want you to tell me more about the, the Ethiopian-Israeli Heritage Center. Um, where Where is it now? When exactly did you guys get started and, and how, how is it going? So we opened, we started, the idea was always there. And we said, like, one day we'll do it, we'll do it, we'll do it. And then, like, as things change in the in Israel society, and there's a lot of issues with the Ethiopian Jewish community, we're looking for a way to connect. Uh, I always say there is different ways of protesting. Hmm. There is a protest where you go out of the streets and hmm. you put a sign, and there is protesters who will go after this, like, big promotion or to, to create, like, more representation. Hmm. And there is protest of education, and this is my kind of protest. Wow. Uh, that putting my story in line with any, every other story, mm. making sure that every group, every school, every everyone needs to come to my place. So this is my protest, sharing and, and from a powerful uh, standpoint, like talking about uh, eating Ethiopian food, listen to the music, all the place from up to uh, from up to down is built from Ethiopian artists, they're Ethiopians providers. Mm-hmm. Everything is made by Ethiopian. Why? Because I want to put them on the spot, give them like the, the spot, like the the major. Um, so this is we and this is we want to do it. We built it very very quickly. Three months was crazy, and we were like self funded. As everything that you do by yourself is very scary, mm. and it's my first business. Hope it's not my last. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we opened, and a month and a half, just only a month and a half, mm. and we had over six hundred people coming wow. in. Wow different groups from all over the world, the United States, you have uh, birthright groups, you have like politicians, we have like, like Israelis, schools, we have everyone, like, people wow. from the public center and the um, um, private sector, people who want to learn. Right. Because I truly believe that people want to learn. They need to have the right attitude. They need to have the, like, uh, the right space. But if you build the place, they will come. And that's what we saw. Absolutely. Which is amazing. Wow. That's incredible. And so go ahead, go ahead. I know. So something that I'm very proud like um when you build something and we uh, now we have like a little bit of break and we went through all the uh, all the groups and we figure out what was working good, what wasn't the work, what we want to mm. change, what we want to improve. And one of the things is one room that I really wanted to improve. I felt like it's not it's good, but I want it to be like excellent. I want it to be like up there and I, I knew I couldn't afford myself any like because it's as I said it's self-funded I couldn't afford myself to continue to invest in the space so I decided right. to do um, a fundraising mm. and I said like I needed three thousand dollars and I said it will take me like a month because I don't know a lot of people and I'm <laughs> not sure I'm able to do it mm. in less of two days in three days in two days in mm. two days I had all the money Wow. wow. In two days. Mm. In two days, which is amazing for me. Yeah. It shows, like, is this is a proof that people want that. Right. They believe in that. They want to support that. Mm. And when people talk to me about different sides of Israel, this is the side I choose to see. Mm. 
these are the people that is my community. This is my people. Right. Um, and and also we had an amazing support from people from the United States and people follow me on Twitter. You should follow me on Twitter. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, What's your and handle? It's just amazing. It's Ashagir Arao. It's just your just name. Just connected. First name, yeah, last connected. name. Okay, connected. Yeah, Sorry. the name Ashagir is not taken by anyone. <laughs> <laughs> surprisingly, I know. <laughs> yeah, surprisingly, I know. <laughs> That's awesome. I mean, what, what you do is is not only... People not only want it, but they they need it. There's a need for it, um, and so yeah. is, is there is there a website or something that that we can go to 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 see and support you all too? Uh, so we we have a Facebook, and now in the end of the week we're going to have our website up, so I can send you and you can perfect. Um, I'll yeah. put it up, and the, so our viewers can see it. Absolutely, that is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, Ashaga. Wow. No, this this is it's it's. Protests of education. I love that. That that is so perfect because that that is that sounds like that's exactly what you all are doing. Um, what are your What are your plans for twenty twenty? Do you guys have, or should I say, um, it's not twenty twenty though. In Israel, it's what fifty seven eighty one, right? <laughs> uh, what what are, What are your plans for this new year? Um, I feel like this year is going to be full of adventures. And mm-hmm. possibilities, and I'm willing to take every opportunity and every adventure in order to make our society a better place. Mm-hmm. Like I, I, I see, like this is the first time for me to own a business, and mm-hmm. I see the challenge, and it's so hard, and they're so stressful. And the in the time we were just building it, every morning you wake up, and it's like, okay, what is wrong now? Like what? <laughs> right. Tell me what is wrong. Right. What right. I need to fix. Like, and when you see the place is built, and mm-hmm. you understand the potential, and you see people coming in, and you see the light, like in their eyes, mm-hmm. suddenly, oh, cool! I didn't know. I, mm-hmm. I I see the possibilities right. of education and changing and connection. And this is what I want to focus in twenty twenty: mm-hmm. the people and just bringing people closer to each other. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Yeah. No, and we're right there behind you. I mean, it's it's something that apparently not only is it needed, but it's it's not common enough. Um, and we we want you to do well. In regards to the center, what are your hopes as far as the the demographic of people that you want to reach the most? Is there um, does it for you? Is it just everyone, or like you really want? You know, is it something that you really want people from other countries to really? Um, grasp or in, within Israeli society, like what's what's your biggest like? Where, what is your heart's desire when it comes to who this who yeah, this so, reaches? <laughs> it's it's like you asking a question that we had so many debates on, <laughs> so many debates about target audience. What is your target audience? Right, right, and. Uh, and understanding between people who bring you money and people who <laughs> it's important for you to bring them. Right, right. <laughs> it's like there was like a big conversation, like a long, yeah. a long conversation. Because like, in potential, I would want to just like school and military people who can come and learn like as the youngest you get. Mm. I had like in, in the center, we had six, uh, they were seven, eight years old, like seven and eight years old. And we had a very like, fun conversation and explained like very briefly about the history. But you opened their eyes about something that they didn't know. 
they mm. don't have Ethiopian in that like in the classroom. They understand the history. You just like from, and I think as young as you get, this is better because mm. you more exposed. You teach them tolerance, then like how you expect accept someone is different. Right. This is amazing for me. And then you have people who are in like politics or in like in um, business, like in very high positions. Right. You want them there because you because you understand they will make the changes. They will be the people who actually um, has uh, the power to determine if mm. it's in the workplace or in politics in general. Right. And you want them also, yeah? Right, so, right. and then you have like, you want Jewish people, non-Jewish people, people who, who want to learn about the community because mm. at the end of the day, my goal is to put our story in line with everyone's story. Mm. Mm. Like if you know about the story of Ashkenazi Jews or Moroccan Jews or Yemen Jews, I want you to know my story too because mm. it's valid and it's in the same line for me. The and the thread. way I build it, it yeah, exactly the way I build it is by bringing people from different backgrounds. So right. the answer to your question, very, very <laughs> long answer, is everyone. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every single person is the target yeah, audience. I just. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just just to like a story of like very de- a lot of debating about who is the target audience. Right, right. I mean, it's important, but this this really does. I mean, there's importance in all of it. You got to you got to start them young because there's a lot of information and and you want them to grow up knowing this stuff and, and to argue, exactly. you know. And then, like you said, they're movers and shakers in the business world and all that. I mean, that, that's that's really awesome. Um, no, that's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. Um, what, what, if I can ask, uh, what have, um, as far as the debates have been going, <laughs> uh, do you all agree on, on the target audience being everybody or, or is there still some, uh, we're still trying to figure that out? We're trying to, we're still trying to figure it out because mm. like, um, in the month and a half I had different groups and different mm. background. Yeah. And when you talk in front of a group, you, under, you feel them. Right. You feel how they respond Response, to you, right. and then you can exactly, and then you understand. Okay, the young people respond better because they're more open-minded. They want right. to know. As so, the the month and a half actually helped me to like to bear a specific like the, the order of the people that I want. But I yeah. won't tell you like I have the percentage of everything. Mm-hmm. I hope that like in a couple of months when we have that, I will be able to tell you exactly. Right, right. Um, but when, right now, the answer is like everyone. Right, <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. That's that's incredible. Yeah. Um, Thank you. No, no, yeah, that's that's absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, Shagird, I I want to thank you again for for sharing this with us. This is very valuable, and we hope to. Um, it'd be awesome to do a um, a videos um, a video session with you and actually go to the center and. And see some of the stuff because I I'm just like picturing it in my head, but I would love to be there and and see the stuff that's there, what what you guys have, and of and, course, of course, we would love to host you. That'd be awesome. That'd be incredible. Um, is there is there anything else you would like to to tell us about the center? I, I'm very fascinated by it, and I know our listeners are too. Um, this is just beautiful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I i really um what we do there where it's not like a museum when you come and you have someone speaking to you or whatever and you have two hours and you go uh, the way we uh, decided to educate people is through culture 
So mm. as I said, everything or everything is about Ethiopian culture. So you have arts all over of Ethiopian culture, and we flew to Ethiopia mm. to bring traditional Ethiopian art. Right. And then when you go there, you see the combination and between the old art yeah. and the new art the young Ethiopian are making. How it's still connected. Mm. How still how young Ethiopian who never been in Ethiopia even wow. are still uh, are infected by the art of our ancestors, wow. which is beautiful. And then you have a room that it's, uh, tells a story in like a in t- technological way, and you yeah. can have an iPad, and, they, and you have different experience in mm. the center. And you eat Ethiopian food, and yes. I teach you Ethiopian dance, mm. and you listen to Ethiopian music. So it's everything, every sense you have, right. and trying to do it like in a very interactive way, and mm. not just like someone speaking to you. To have everything, to eat, to dance, and listen to music, to see the art, I think is amazing. That that is amazing, and I remember. But I'm, but I'm biased, so I'm not sure. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Huh? <laughs> a little bit. I'm not sure. I'm not sure, but I have a tendency for this. <laughs> no, it's beautiful, and I remember you said earlier um, that you feel. Ethiopia, uh, even though you don't remember being there and you feel Israel because obviously you grew up in Israel um, and just hearing you say that that um, the the, Isra- uh, the Ethiopian art artists and the artwork that they do, um, I think and- it's just a powerful imagery that they still feel Ethiopia, even though obviously you're very much Israeli um, and that's how you that's how you see yourself. There's still a connection that's there um, and I think fused with Fused with their Israeli side, you know. Ident- it's, it's, exactly, it's and you can see it in their artwork. Mm. You can actually see it in the artwork, the combination between the past, mm. the Israeli, the it's you, everything is there. Wow, which is amazing. Wow, that's incredible. Wow. And by the way, in the, like in what we do, one of our like uh, uh, um, one of our rooms, we have a gallery, um, a art gallery. And uh, the reason we decided to open our gallery because we said we want to give young Ethiopian artists a space to sell the product. Oh wow! So if after people finishing their uh, tour, they go to get the gallery and they can support local artists. That is beautiful. So that's one of the yeah. So we give the platform for young Ethiopian artists yeah. to just to tell their story and sell their artwork and just build their name. Give right, them the, their right. first shot. That's not only is that beautiful. I mean that. So I'm a little biased myself because I'm an I'm an artist too, and on the in the music <laughs> the music space. And that's just something that just even just I think in this country too is very much needed. It just platforms for young artists to put exactly. their work up. Um, that's that's exactly. beautiful. So that, that. Mm. Yeah. So that's is what we. That is one of our aims. To do that, just That's open awesome. people to new avenues. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Ashagar, thank you so much. I, I um, we're 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 coming up at the to the end of the interview, but I just want to ask you, um, if there's if there's one thought that you could leave us with, and by us I mean a lot of our listeners right now are are in the U.S. Um, there's some in different parts of the world, but a lot of us are here in the U.S. What is this? Uh, what is that one thought that you could leave us with? Um, I think that connection can change the world. Mm. And our responsibility is try to connect with many, as many as many people as we can. 
Meaning, mm. even if you hear a story about Israel or Ethiopian Jews, or I don't know, try to connect with someone who actually lives there, mm. actually experienced their uh, history, actually experienced what is going on, on the ground. Mm. It's very easy to judge according to what you see in the media or what you hear from your friends. Right. But it, once you connect to someone who's there, you are able to see the real picture. Wow. And I think once we will work more about connection and less about judging and less mm. about what, what you think we are able to change the, the society and the way we interact with each other. Wow. And I think in this day and age, there's even, there's like no excuse because of social media, even especially like there's, it's so easy to connect with people across the world. Um, exactly. I have like questions. in different times or political atmospheres, people like just send DM me, send me a question. Hey, what's the deal with that? Like what right. is going on with that? Absolutely. And I appreciate that. And yeah. I will answer that because I understand like people need a context. They need a context of what is going on. Cause a lot mm. of time it's confusing. Right. Right. Absolutely. Wow. That's, that's powerful. I love that. Connections can change the world. That's perfect. Thank you so much. Well, Ashagir, I want to thank you again. Thank you so much for being here with us and sharing. Thank you for having me. Yeah, of course. Of course. We really appreciate it. And we wish you well on this journey. Um, we hope you, it continues you. to grow and, and you guys just touch millions and millions of people. Uh, yeah, we, we wish uh, you well. Amen. Amen <laughs> to that. <laughs> all right. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thank you all so much for listening. Again, this is the JW Show. I'm Joshua Washington, Director of Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel, and I'm signing off.